Donald Trump in free fall as President Biden goes on the offense. Donald Trump unhinged as ever over the weekend during various speeches in Iowa, bragging about putting his pants on correctly, calling for President Biden to release the January 6th insurrectionist who Trump calls hostages. Donald Trump was saying that he would have negotiated a deal to stop the Civil War. Negotiate a deal? Meanwhile, President Biden has held powerful campaign events, one on Friday at Valley Forge and another in Charleston, South Carolina on Monday. The contrast could not be more clear, folks. We will get into it. And we're also going to get into how the media has covered all of this from the bad to the very bad to some good examples that I want to highlight, especially a very good example from CNN by a reporter named Boris Sanchez, who I want to see more of. Also, Donald Trump took another loss before the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in trying to stop the E. Jean Carroll defamation case from going to trial. If this sounds like deja vu that I keep on talking about this, yes, it's because Donald Trump keeps on filing frivolous motion after letter brief before the Second Circuit Court of Appeals and losing and losing and losing again. Meanwhile, when Donald Trump was speaking at that traveling fascist event that he calls a campaign rally, spent a lot of his time further defaming E. Jean Carroll. It doesn't get more unhinged than that. Also, Donald Trump filed several frivolous motions to dismiss in the Fulton County criminal RICO case. Donald Trump not only regurgitating presidential immunity arguments that he asserted and lost in the federal district court proceedings in Washington, D.C. But Donald Trump is also claiming that under the Constitution's supremacy clause, he claims additional immunity that a former president can never be prosecuted by state prosecutors. That's his that's his new one right there. This as Donald Trump gears up to almost certainly lose before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals on Tuesday for his frivolous, absolute presidential immunity claims that were rejected in the district court. I think the question is just how badly will Donald Trump's lawyers get shredded during oral argument? We will see. Also, Trump spent last night, he was up until 1 a.m. posting, ranting, raving, saying that he's going to show up to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. No one cares, Donald. No one cares. <laughs> show up. Don't show up. Whatever. You are going to lose. But what Donald Trump's trying to do is encourage, I think, his supporters to do what uh, what they did the other night, this swatting that took place mm. of Judge Tanya Chutkin. And after Donald Trump continues to attack these judges over and over again, I think you're seeing the natural consequence of those fascistic tactics, stochastic terrorism on display. And also, 
I guess nothing surprising anymore. You know, Illinois, Jordy, has this uh, vestige from the past, from the 50s, this loyalty oath that all candidates still are required to sign, saying that they will not seek to overthrow the United States government. And everybody signs this. Donald Trump refusing to sign the Illinois loyalty pledge. And this follows, of course, Donald Trump's argument in the 14th Amendment Section 3 disqualification case that he's never taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. That and more Mm. is the Midas Touch podcast. Ben and Jordy. Brett will be joining us on the next Midas Touch podcast. Don't you worry. We will have Brett back on that one. But, Jordy, it has been refreshing to see President Biden go on the offense. And, look, there have been some who have been critical of, why aren't you going on the office? Why aren't you going on the mm-hmm. office? Why aren't you going on the offense? He was governing. He was <laughs> doing his job. And now he recognizes mm-hmm. we're in an election year. So I got to get to work. But He was doing his job, getting inflation under control, setting the economy on a path, a good path that it's on today, working against all odds to forge bipartisan deals despite MAGA Republicans trying to do everything in their power to undermine him. That's why. But he started 2024 with a bang, huh, Jay? Absolutely, Ben. And let me just say that to this, you know, that's been the theme of President Biden's presidency has sort of been country first. So unlike Donald Trump, the the former ex-president, narcissist who always puts himself first, you know, President Biden could have been out there campaigning. 2024 is here. It's an election year. He could have been doing this much earlier. But Ben, to your point, he had legislation to pass. You know, he's got an economy to make sure it continues to perform and overperform expectations. He's got an agenda that he promised the American people that he'd accomplish. And so he continues to put country first. And today, though, it was phenomenal seeing him just just no gloves and and just going out there and really being that President Biden who is uninterrupted. You can't make a case for this guy's not being the president, Ben. Right. You look at what happened today. He was. Just phenomenal. One of one of the best speeches of his presidency. You know, I think his intuition is spot on, hitting on a theme we talk about over and over again on the Midas Touch Network, pro-democracy. And not only is that an important message to get mm-hmm. out to the American people, but what I think it has done, because the MAGA Republicans' entire identity is the other, President Biden does this, we oppose that and very vocally and publicly, no matter what it is. So by framing this election around the basic principle of our democracy and not overcomplicating it, what have we seen throughout the weekend in a more public way than ever before? All of these Republican leaders, now MAGA Republican leaders, going out on the shows, all of them using Donald Trump's rhetoric now saying, yeah, the January 6th insurrectionists are hostages. What we really mm. care about are those January 6th hostages. That's our main concern. And there really is this kind of bright line test that President Biden's case is, I'm going to make this about democracy. They are supporting a wannabe authoritarian. It's going to be that simple. Which side are you on? And you're already seeing, Jay, the sides forming in that direction. 
And Biden kind of smoked out the MAGA Republicans to basically be running on the, yeah, we're the authoritarians. President Mm -hmm. Xi, Viktor Orban, Kim Jong-un, MBS, that's Mm -hmm. our crew. That's our team. And as Americans across the country who, by the way, hardworking Americans who who haven't been following all of this the same way all the Midas mighty, you know, are able to both, you know, do everything they do every day and kind of focus. A lot of Americans haven't been able to focus the same way that the Midas mighty have on these issues. They're now learning about it as well. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. And that's why it's so important for us hardworking Midas mighty to also share with the hardworking Americans who aren't following politics to say, oh, got it. And, and by the way, Jordy, I know how hard it is for everybody who watches this, who has to support their families, has to support themselves, their loved ones, their community, all of the hard work that you all do. And now we have to motivate all the other Americans who haven't been paying attention. Absolutely, Ben. And have you noticed, to your point, the further just sort of digging their heels in these MAGA Republicans are now to Trump's rhetoric. I, I felt like when Kevin McCarthy was Speaker of the House, Ben, you sort of saw like a, a tiptoe dance around all the verbiage that Donald Trump w- was spewing and espousing. But when MAGA Mike Johnson's taken over, it's given them some sort of liberty here, these MAGA Republicans, to to dig their heels in and now double down in, in the dangerous and disgusting rhetoric. Look no further than Elise Stefanik from over the weekend, Ben. She, uh, you know, she called called the J6 freaking insurrectionists, J6 hostages, just regurgitating what Donald Trump had said earlier that week to his cult followers. So it's just wild to see. And to your point, Ben, you know, President Biden has just done a magnificent job saying, hey, I'm doubling down in democracy and sanity. And so what are the MAGA Republicans going to do when I do this? Oh, they're going to go even crazier and just show their true colors to the American people. Here's the thing. Donald Trump throughout his entire life has been a loser who goes around Mm -hmm. saying he's a winner and trying to trick people into believing that he's a winner. How are you a winner if you were born with a golden spoon in your mouth, a trust fund that literally if you just left it there, you'd have more money than you have now? And you've bankrupted company after company. You've left in your wake devastation and destruction, screwing workers after workers, hundreds of lawsuits against you over. And this was way before you ever went office. All New Yorkers and people from New Jersey, we all, we we grew up in New York. We all knew what a con artist loser he is. But the good news is he's a loser with loser instincts. Mm -hmm. And the area that he's staking out, supporting insurrectionists, as all Americans are now starting to pay attention in 2024 to what's going on and saying, wait a minute, I may not just buy these headlines. Can, Can I look to see, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So you're telling me he's coming up with that Donald Trump and these and these Republicans, they're singing songs with the terrorists and they're calling them the J6 choir. Whoa, wait a minute. They're calling them they're calling them hostages and they're saying they need to be released. Whoa, you're telling me that Donald Trump and the Republicans are saying they want to pardon people convicted of seditious conspiracy like the like the Proud Boys. Whoa. And, and people are going, wait a minute, because that's the area 
that Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are staking out, that they are the party of insurrections. They go, whoa, Donald Trump is saying that he would have negotiated the Civil War before it's going to negotiate with uh, the Confederacy. What what are you going to negotiate with them? And, And people are hearing these things. And the hard part is, and we'll talk about some of the media coverage on this mm-hmm. in a moment, Jay, like, here's my thesis, and I think I shared it with you over the weekend. I think about it like a court of law, mm-hmm. right? In a court of law, not all, not all information comes in. Why? Because it would be chaos. You don't let propaganda and red herrings and fake stuff come in. Admissible evidence goes before a jury. That's why every grand jury, every jury that has heard these Trump cases has either convicted the Trump organization in a civil case, found Donald Trump liable. When they get accurate information, they indict. If you give people accurate information, you remember what that uh, special grand jury and grand jury was saying in Fulton County, Georgia. If the American people knew what we saw Their eyes would be wide open because you get the information and the facts and the data served without propaganda because you have to have admissible evidence. But in the court of public opinion, unlike the court of law, there are no rules of admissibility. So anything and everything goes, which means for MAGA Republicans, everything they can't do in court, they do in public. All of the propaganda, all of the lies over and over again. And the bigger lie, the better, because the big lie tends to spread because people, the psychology of humans sometimes is you think, whoa, that's so big of a lie that no one can ever just make something like that up. Yeah, liars, the biggest liars make up the biggest lies like that. And we've seen that over and over again in, in history. And then whatever name you want to give, to the media that has not been covering this appropriately. I know there are lots of people because I get the emails. Don't call them mainstream media. Okay. Don't call them legacy media. I have to call it something. So I'm open to- <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, to just, I don't know the knock on legacy media. I think that's an apt uh, description. For I'm them. open to suggestions on, on, on how to refer to, to it as, but they are, um, they're sanitizing the insanity with headlines that are doing the work for Mm -hmm. Donald Trump in filtering it through this veneer of normalcy. And that's problematic. All I'm asking is just show it. Just show the conduct and say what is happening. You don't have to come up with your own way of, of helping this unhinged person to give it a level of balance that it frankly does not deserve. Let's explore that. But if the American people get the data, Donald Trump supports the insurrectionists. Donald Trump stole classified information. Donald Trump did X, Y, and Z. If you give people the data, they will come to the conclusion that he's disqualified. It will be a landslide. So we need to get the jury, the American people, just the raw, unfiltered data. Let's do that, Jordy. Here's Donald Trump in Sioux Center, Iowa, defending the January 6th defendants, saying that the FBI was the group that was leading this. Play this clip. And those people have to be, many of them, I guess there's some. By the way, there was Antifa 
And there was FBI. There were a lot of other people there, too, leading the charge. Leading the charge. You saw the same people that I did. But just... No, you didn't, because that's not what... That's objectively not what happened. Then, in Clinton, Iowa, so that's his message in Sioux Center. Then in Clinton, Iowa, his message is to President Biden, he says, release the hostages which you just said were actually the FBI leading it in the other city that you were in in Iowa. Here, play this clip. What they've done, and they ought to, you know what they ought to do? They ought to release the J6 hostages. They've suffered enough. They ought to release them. I call them hostages. Some people call them prisoners. I call them hostages. Release the J6 hostages, Joe. Release him, Joe. You can do it real easy, Joe. This guy, what he's done, what he's done to people. And it also the sociopathic nature, the way he goes, Joe, Joe. I mean, you're actually looking at a madman there. Now, here he is in Newton. So think about this. He's traveling all around Iowa. He's in Sioux Center. um, And in Sioux Center, he's saying that the FBI led the charge. Then he's in Clinton. Uh, Iowa, and then he's saying, uh, release the hostages, Joe. Then he goes to Newton, and here he mocks the late Senator John McCain. Play this clip. Obamacare is a catastrophe. Nobody talks about it. You know, without John McCain, we would have had it done. But John McCain, for some reason, couldn't get his arm up that day. Remember, he goes that like mocking John McCain, John McCain's arm, a a, a war hero, a a great American, someone whom I may have disagreed with on some policies, but a true conservative John McCain, a a real Republican, someone who I respect, who MAGA Republicans spend their time trying to tarnish the legacy of John Hmm. McCain. And And then somebody, somebody who was actually a hostage, somebody who was a prisoner of war, an actual prisoner of war. That's a great, Jordy, that's a great point because the way Donald Trump demeans actual hostages as well by calling people who were convicted of seditious conspiracy for trying to overthrow our democracy and then sing songs with them and calls them hostages. If that's not disqualifying, I'm sorry, I just genuinely don't know where the floor is anymore in our in our politics. You may go, Ben, there is no more anymore. And that may be the case for how some of the media is covering it, but I refuse to believe that that is a foregone conclusion. I believe that's how fascism wants to wear us down, to feel that way, to take away our power, to take away your power, to make you feel powerless. But you're not powerless. We need to just work together to get these messages out here Donald Trump is saying how uh, attracted he is to to seeing the civil war. He's attracted to it and then talks about negotiating, uh, negotiating the civil war. L- listen to what he has to say. If you take a look, I mean, the wars, I don't know what it is. The civil war was so fascinating, so horrible, it was so horrible, but so fascinating. It was, uh, I don't know, it was just different. I just find it, I'm so 
attracted to seeing it. So many mistakes were made. See, there was something I think could have been negotiated, to be honest with you. I think you could have negotiated that. All the people died. So many people died. You know, that was the disaster. If you got hit by a bullet in the leg, you were essentially going to die or lose the leg. That's why you had so many people, no legs, no arms. If you got hit in the arm or the leg, it meant you were up because the infection, gangrene. It was just such a you know, sort of a horrible time. But that's, I was thinking to myself, because I was uh, reading something, and I said, this is something that could have been negotiated, you know? And it was just for all those people to die, and they died viciously. That was a vicious, vicious... He's saying he can negotiate the Civil War? What would your negotiation be with the Confederacy? I have a sense of what he means by that. And it is traitorous and treasonous, the implication, I think, of what he's trying to say right there. Also, Donald Trump brags about people asking him if he puts his pants on. Play this clip. First, they say, sir, how do you do it? How do you wake up in the morning and put on your pants? And I say, well... I don't think about it too much. I don't want to think about it because if I think about it too much, maybe I won't want to do it. But I love it because we're going to do something for this country that's never been done before because this country is finished if we don't win. Seriously, Jordy, that's 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 real. That is I mean, somebody who is the leader of today's Republican Party and. I, I don't know how else to articulate that, but that is some of the strangest, just weird, unhinged loser behavior. I'm going to show these clips of President Biden in a moment as well, mm-hmm. where President Biden says Donald Trump's entire campaign is about him, his grievances, his whining. He's a loser. He goes around the country and whines. He, go, he goes around Iowa like the Pied Piper of losing and goes around whining about losing. Loser, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, I'm a loser, I'm a loser. They're coming after me. I'm a loser. They're coming after me. I mean, for a party that used to talk about pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and all these things, Donald Trump is a one-man wine fest. And me, and they're coming after me. And da, 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 da. Here, Donald Trump spends a portion of his a considerable portion of his campaign rally tormenting the victim who a jury and federal judge found that he raped. This is what Donald Trump is doing in Iowa. Play this clip. It doesn't look good. You have a jury. If I don't go there, they're there. If you don't go, I sort of felt I should be there. He said, sir, you shouldn't be there. This is This trial is bullshit. He used that term. He said, you should not be there, sir. This is beneath you. That's the term he used, beneath. So I didn't go there, and they found me not guilty of the one charge, the big charge, but guilty of stuff. I never met this I never saw this woman, except 25 years ago, there's a picture of her and her husband, who was a nice guy. He was a newscaster. He was an African-American, and she called him an ape in her book. And the judge, who's radical left, and a Clinton judge, radical left, said you're not allowed to use that in the trial. And other things. They had a dress like Monica Lewinsky. They said, we have a dress. So I said, all right, use it. It's sort of gross, right? Use it. 
because I didn't do anything. I never saw this this woman other than they have a picture standing on a reception line where it's a celebrity. I'm shaking hands or something with hundreds and hundreds of people. That's the only picture they have. They said, so the dress. So I said, you know, use it. It's it, something never happened. And you say, we have to go through this. I said, use the dress. And the judge wouldn't allow it. It turned out there was nothing in the dress. There was the judge wouldn't allow it because he knew that there was nothing on the dress because the judge is a radical Democrat in New York. And so you go through it. Maybe, Mr. Sniffles, you didn't say use the dress. Maybe the reason is that you waited until the eve of trial before making that request. And in trials, there are deadlines. And maybe, just maybe, this is the fact that you rejected every effort to give a DNA sample when E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, was requesting it and asking for it. And you fought that every step of the way for years. And then after it was too late, they do what they always do after they blow deadlines, right? They whine about it and go, it's a Clinton judge. It was so unfair. After they blow the deadlines, right? The same way in the E. Jean Carroll case. Now they're trying to file all of these appeals on the issue of absolute presidential immunity in the next defamation case set for trial in just a few days at this point. I think it starts January uh, 16th. They waived claiming absolute presidential immunity because they waited three years to claim it. All you had to do if you wanted to assert it, now there would be a determination if it was a valid assertion or not, and that would have had to be litigated starting three years ago. All Alina Habba's lawyer would have to do is just put a sentence. Donald Trump hereby asserts as the affirmative defense number, whatever, absolute presidential immunity. And you wouldn't waive it. You could preserve the argument even through the time of Trump, but you didn't assert it. And then they go and they whine about it. Now, I want to compare that to President Biden's speech at Valley Forge, obviously notable significance there, uh, its place in our history in the Revolutionary War, a symbol of rejecting authoritarianism. So a great place for President Biden to kick off his official 2024 campaign. And here's what President Biden had to say, that he's going to say things that Donald Trump will never say. Play this clip. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy. None. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. That's President Biden at his finest. Here, President Biden points out how Donald Trump at his rallies jokes about how a MAGA supporter almost killed Nancy Pelosi's husband and has since been convicted. Play this clip. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th 
Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick... <laughs> My God. I, I think it's despicable, seriously. It's not just for a president, for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening. When I was overseas, anyway. Oh, yeah. And here, President Biden talks about how Donald Trump has made the campaign all about Donald Trump. That's it. Me, 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 me. Play the clip. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America, not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. A powerful speech there. I want to share with you what President Biden had to say in Charleston, South Carolina, where he spoke at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church there, the site of the horrific white supremacist terrorist attack that killed their pastor and eight parishioners there. This was an incredibly passionate speech, President Biden, invoking the memory of Bo and how he shares the 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 loss and the suffering, and, and he's there with the people in South Carolina who uplifted him and it, it, the contrast cannot be more clear. I want to share that with you. I want to talk about what's going on with this D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals oral argument. We'll talk about Trump losing more in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. That and more after this quick break. Start the new year knowing you found the right life insurance to protect your family with Policy Genius. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind for the rest of 2024 and beyond. So if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. Luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help talk you through it. This is what I loved about Policy Genius. They made it easy for me. Policy Genius technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. That's exactly what I did. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money and give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. 
Head to policygenius.com slash Midas or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash Midas, P-O-L-I-C-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S. Go check it out. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo thing from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breathing breaking your habit. The first time I tried Fume, it was way more flavorable than even I thought, and it feels very, very fresh. The look and feel of Fume is very sleek. It's well-weighted, perfectly balanced, and extremely fun to fidget with. You got to try the new Solano Fume. It's made with premium walnut barrel and onyx-coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. It's awesome. Start the holidays off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash and getting the journey packed today. Fume is giving listeners of this show 10% off when you use our code Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So start the good habit at T-R-Y-F-U-M dot com slash Midas, M-E-I-D-A-S, and save 10% off the journey pack today. Benji, great, great reads, man. You're, you're, you're an all-star. You're just an all-star. And I meant to say this earlier too, Ben. You're looking really snazzy today. What's going on with the outfit? You look really good. So Not I that you start, don't every day. Well, I, I start my semester earlier today teaching. Professor so it's my ben. it's my spring semester. And as as much as I would um love to I love to be comfortable, I figured at least for the first day of class, I'll uh I'll present as a law professor. I like it. I always forget that you're a professor. I mean, we talk about it a lot on the show, but I still forget because of all the stuff that we do here at the network, but good on you, B. I just want to make this point too. When we watch these next Biden clips, and they're phenomenal. I, I, I want you to think about the double standard that President Biden's held to here, you know, versus a Donald Trump, right? A Democrat versus a Republican in the sense that Donald Trump in those clips you heard not too long ago, what, 10 minutes ago, was sniffling like like just sounded gross and was saying the most disgusting things. Yeah. And so when we get to President Biden here, right, if he stumbles on a word or, you know, whatever, all of a sudden you have these like weird hit pieces written about the guy. But meanwhile, Ben, time after time, what we've seen when President Biden is uninterrupted, you know, that's when he's at his best before Fox could get to the spin zone or before any of these Newsmax outlets out there could start spinning these clips or whatnot. President Biden left to his own devices when he's able to just speak to the American people. His words really resonate because it's about democracy and it's about this country. It's about country first. 
And it's just wild to see the sort of different standards that uh, a President Biden and, and a Donald Trump are held to. I just like a level headed, normal person speaking like I don't want some like wacky, dystopian, sci-fi, weirdo, bad guy, like routine. Like if you want to do a WWE cosplay fascism movie and and, and you enjoy seeing things like that, like I, I don't want that to be the deciders of your life and your freedoms and, and our country. I mean, right. th that's what we're talking about. You know, and I know that, you know, whether it's through COVID or, or the insurrection, MAGA Republicans have, have tried to dehumanize Americans. Mm -hmm. as, as I said on the past podcast, if you, like the way MAGA Republicans and MAGA Republican governors treat people, if you can make people feel they're worthless and you treat them like they're worthless and you can get people to accept that their life really doesn't matter, when you give them peanuts, they think that you're helping them out when you're keeping them in the situation in the first place. And that is what MAGA Republicans do over and over again, taking away people's health care, taking away people's education, taking away people's reproductive freedoms. And people then are desperate and they're confused. And then MAGA Republicans just use you know, their propaganda machine and points them in the Democrats. They're the ones doing it to you. They're the ones. And on the other hand, you, you have Democrats who are trying to rise above it and talk about like policy and here's and getting in the weeds of things. And it's a bit of an asymmetrical warfare taking place where, to your point, Jordy, Democrats are held to the standard and President Biden's held to the standard of you have to be perfect in your policies and delivering things. You have to be an A plus because if you are a B on one thing, an A minus on another, a C plus on one, an A plus, an A minus there, you'll overall be deemed a failure. And if Donald Trump acts like an F, Every single day, F, 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 multiple times a day, and then like walks down a flight of stairs, which is a D minus, they'll be like, whoa, do you see how great he is? And then they'll write stories that this was some like impressive thing. I'm like, what are you even like? What are you even? Could talking? you imagine, Ben, if President Biden went to the microphone and started sniffling like Donald Trump was in his clips and, and said any of the things that close to the things that Donald Trump was saying in his speech, but even more so just the delivery of it, like the the weird breathing and the sniffling into the microphone, the cadence, like the, what do you think would happen, Ben? What would we see from news outlet after news outlet if that was President Biden delivering his speech like Donald Trump delivers his day after day? I'll tell you your reaction from, from me. I would not support the guy. You would hear me saying right away, hey, like we need someone else off the bench. Can we get some get, get rid of this guy? If he behaved like any of these things for a fraction of the second, he'd lose my support because I, I'd like to have standards in sure. who, who the leadership is of our great nation, nation. As President Biden says, this is the United States of America. Damn it. This is the United States of America. And I think Biden says that over and over again because he's so perplexed at this loser mentality where they want to, where, where MAGA like wants to compare themselves to Victor Orban's Hungary, 
where the entire GDP, the entire GDP is $178 billion a year with 20% inflation. American corporations do more revenue annually. Many American corporations and the entire GDP of Hungary. Yet I'm not going to show you this clip from, from this speech, but he does it in every one. Victor Orban, Trump goes, may be the most powerful man in Europe. No, he's not. He's, he's not close to being the most powerful man in Europe. He, he's not close to being the most powerful man in any in the country that border him. He's one of the weakest men. He's these he's the wannabe despot in Putin's pocket. And that's who Donald Trump, and that's why Biden's like, we're the United States of America, damn it. I just want to show you some of these clips because some of this stuff was great. President Biden speaking in South Carolina right here at the same church that was the site of that horrific, horrific racist shooting. And here, President Biden is talking about how just a few days ago, what Donald Trump said about uh, school shootings and mass shootings in Iowa. Play this clip. Just a few days ago, the defeated former president was asked about the recent shooting in Iowa. Did you hear this one? It's hard to believe. You know what his response was? All those kids dead. We have to get over it, end of quote. I promise you, we have to get over it. My response is, we have to stop it. For your children, your family, your friends. To leave your home, walk the streets, go to stores, go to the grocery store, and go to church to be safe from gun violence. There's no excuse for this carnage. We have to ban assault weapons. I did it once before, and I'm going to come back again and do it. Ban high-capacity magazines. We have to pass a universal background checks. It doesn't violate the Second Amendment. It's common sense, and it saves lives. I'm determined to continue to deliver unequal justice under the law. I made... Remember that clip I showed earlier where Donald Trump said uh, that he's attracted to the Civil War and that he would have negotiated it? Well, here's President Biden's response to Trump, to people like Nikki Haley, who won't say what the cause of the Civil War is. Play this clip. After the Civil War, the defeated Confederates couldn't accept the verdict of the war. They had lost. So they say... They embrace what's known as the lost cause, a self-serving lie that the Civil War is not about slavery, but about states' rights. They've called that the noble cause. That was a lie, a lie that had not just a lie, but it had terrible consequences. It brought on Jim Crow. So let me be clear for those who don't seem to know, slavery was the cause of the Civil War. There is no negotiation about that. Now, now we're living in an era of a second lost cause. Once again, there's some in this country trying, trying to turn a loss into a lie. A lie which, if allowed to live, will once again bring terrible damage to this country. This time, the lie is about the 2020 election. The election which you made, your voices heard and your power known. Just two days ago, we marked the third anniversary of the dark, one of the darkest days in American history, January the 6th, the day in which insurrectionists stormed the United States Capitol, trying for the first time in American history 
to stop the peaceful transfer of power in the country. Powerful, powerful words. And right here, President Biden talks about how in America, we all count. And then he goes directly for Donald Trump. Watch what he calls Donald Trump right here. Play this clip. The presidency. In their world, these Americans, including you, don't count. But that's not the real world. That's not democracy. That's not America. In America, we all count. In America, we witness to serve all those who, in fact, participate. And losers are taught to concede when they lose. He's a loser. Spot on messaging. Call Trump a loser. Call Trump weak. Call Trump out on who he is. By the way, President Biden there, that's what a president sounds like right there. And then there was this moment right here that frankly made me cry watching this. And watch as President Biden chokes up talking about the death of his son and and, and sharing the loss with the audience there that suffered unimaginable tragedy at that church. Play this clip. But my family also needed to be healed. We didn't even realize how badly. Just 22 days before we had buried my son, Bo, a veteran exposed and died because of those burn pits in Iraq for a year. We were, we were, we were in more pain than we knew. We came here to offer comfort. We received comfort from you. No, I'm serious. Powerful, powerful words. But then I wanted to reflect. How is this being covered by the media? How is the media responding to this moment right now? New York Times right now gets an F. They get it. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I really don't. This was a headline from today. Trump is connecting with a different type of evangelical voter. They are not just the church-going conservative activists who once dominated the GOP. And you have a, a cover of someone praying to Donald Trump right there. And, and if you look at the words here, here's what's in the article. At Mr. Trump's rally in Coralville, it was Joel Tenney, a 27-year-old local evangelist who does not lead a church, who delivered the opening prayer. The crowd responded tepidly to his impassioned recitation of several Bible verses, but the rally-goers roared to life when he set aside the scripture and told them what they had come to hear, quote, This election is part of a spiritual battle, Mr. Tenney said. When Donald Trump becomes the 47th president of the United States, there will be retribution against all of those who have promoted evil in this country. That's called a cult. Cults have always existed in the United States. And guess what? Cults fill up rooms. Cults historically in the United States fill up auditoriums bigger than Donald Trump's high schools that he's holding these traveling fascist circus events at in Iowa. Cults attract a lot of people. 
That doesn't mean we promote the cult behavior as somehow being part of some legitimate voting coalition. You, you notice, Jordan, you talk about double standards right here, that New York Times is fascinated how Donald Trump is getting weird culty people to follow him. You notice New York Times doesn't do this story on how there is a vast pro-democracy community that's supporting President Biden made up of people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger to people like uh, you know, progressives and liberals to centrist Democrats. You don't hear that there is this huge, um, you, you don't hear how the, you know, from the New York Times, them talking about how Donald Trump's former dis, uh, defense secretary is saying Trump is a threat to democracy. You don't hear them talking about the actual silent majority, big coalition. They promote this cult behavior right here. And even in the, even in what they write about, they talk about this local evangelist who does not lead a church. And then he didn't read from the scripture he just started basically saying cult crap. And by the way, there shouldn't be a separation of church and state anyway. I want to make that clear. But they're acting like this is some religious thing. But it's literally as culty, death culty as, as you get. And as you start looking at like these events, I just don't get why it's hard to be like where you have people in the MAGA movement who refer to themselves as prophets. They call themselves the prophets, prophet Amanda Grace, and they give speeches in front of people warning about the dangers of technologically advanced mermaids that we don't go, that is some crazy crap. I mean, we do here on the Midas Touch Network. And by the way, if you're going, Ben, that's what do you, technologically advanced mermaids? Well, let me show you at the Trump Doral Hotel at a, an event where Trump's kids speak at. This is a very influential group in the MAGA movement. Here is Prophet Amanda Grace. Play this clip. There's wickedness attempting to completely cover this nation in perversion and seductive, seducing spirits. I have never seen more images of more mermaids and water people in my life. That's a division in the kingdom of darkness, and they're highly technologically advanced. And we have to understand what we're dealing with. And we have to understand the rules of engagement in spiritual warfare. And we are meant for hand-to-hand -hand combat. And we are meant to bring our cries before the throne of God to bring judgment on the rulers of darkness of this world and of this nation. Because the rulers have set up a throne in this nation. They've set it up. Darkness has completely covered and eclipsed the White House of this nation. I mean, the New York Times is going to try to like act like it's a new type of ben, just a different type of evangelical, Ben. Different type of evangelical. That's exactly hand to hand combat, Ben. Technologically but advanced mermaids. The last time I heard the hand to hand combat line was was I'm probably at another Trump rally, but the time before that that stands out the most was January sixth with Giuliani or Eastman or whoever was rallying up the crowd. Trial by combat. Jordy, I mean, going back. Going back to my point, here's all I would say to the New York Times. Just present the court of public opinion, the American jury. Just present the facts. Just, right. just show here's what Biden is saying. Here's what Trump is saying. Because as, as the media, that's kind of your job as the fourth estate. You can do some great investigative pieces. And by the way, we see some really great investigative mm -hmm. pieces. I thought ABC 
got a, got some great information about it. Dan Scavino and Dan Scavino was the one who was posting for Donald Trump on January 6th when he was actually finally trying to take some action after Donald Trump was the one who was separately posting to attack for, former Vice President Pence. Like that's a good that's a good story. You you got some information. You worked you worked a source, I suppose. But but here's the headline, Jordy, from the New York Times after President Biden's speech. After you see all of that, Trump responds to Biden's speech, calling him a threat to democracy. Mr. Trump campaigning in Iowa suggested that Mr. Biden was trying to divert focus away from such issues as the economy. There's so much wrong with that headline. I mean, by the way, why would Biden try to divert focus from the economy right now, which Donald Trump is giving speeches about trying to take credit for because Trump is trying to say that the fact that the economy is on the right path was because of, of Donald Trump, which it wasn't. So they're fundamentally not even getting that part right. But that's my point is that they are doing the work for him. We all saw with our eyes what went down at that Donald Trump traveling fascist circus event. Mm -hmm. It was some weird stuff, negotiating the Civil War. He's attracted to the Civil War. He's calling the insurrectionists hostages. He's also at the same saying that it was, by the way, on January 6th, he's saying these things. He's saying that it was the feds who were the one in Antifa were the ones who led the insurrection. He's attacking John McCain. The headline, you, you distill all of those facts. The headline from the New York Times is Trump responds to Biden's speech, calling him a threat to democracy. How, how am I not supposed to be outraged? By the way, this was the front page of the New York Times on January 6th. They don't mention January 6th. They don't mention the insurrection once. Unbelievable. You have to go to page 12 before they ever talk about the January 6th insurrection. But take a look at what the headline, what the main story on the front page was. Biden squeezed by both sides on immigration. That's the New York Times headline. As President Biden is trying to forge a bipartisan compromise on immigration, which you expect of a leader to bring resources for more border agents, to, to, to do hard work. The New York Times story is not. Donald Trump brags about putting his pants on. He calls the insurrectionists hostages. No, it's Biden squeezed by, that Donald Trump says you can negotiate the civil war. No, it's Biden squeezed by both sides in immigration. And Jordy, that goes to the point that I said earlier and that you mentioned earlier, that Biden has to be A plus in every category or the media treats him like an F. If Donald Trump is F every day and does one thing that's a D minus, they basically treat him like an A. By the way, even one step beyond that, Ben, even if President Biden is an A plus in every category, they'll still go out of their way to try and figure, you know, figure something else out to say there just to make this like a like 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 a dog, like like a race, Ben. Like it's some sort of like democracy is not at stake anymore. I am this legacy media company. And sorry for those who don't like the phrase legacy media, but I don't know how else you refer to them in this instance. <laughs> saying Mr. Trump said Mr. Biden is a threat to democracy. Again, after all of those things that we've shown you, after attacking his rape victim after attacking the country, after referring to the January 6th insurrectionists as J6 hostages, you could go on and on and on. The media, the legacy media wants to put these two candidates up there like they're one and the same. When the fact of the matter is you've listened to President Biden speak, you just listened to Donald Trump speak. 
right? There is no there is no other choice in 2024 other than President Biden. You cannot tell me that these two these two people, I don't even want to call Trump a person, but these two people are the same and will do the same for this country. Absolutely not. The choice is clear, Ben. By the way, right now pay and wages is once again beating inflation. The fact that you have Donald Trump who added $8 trillion of debt, which is at the root cause of inflation, along with Donald Trump's printing of money in such a careless fashion, which everybody said that this would be the natural consequence of your policies. Biden gets that under control, pays beating inflation again. And then the headline also is like an underhanded attack on President Biden from the New York Times attacking him on the economy. Like, again, they're they're doing a lot of heavy lifting for Donald Trump. And my point is just say what Donald Trump is actually doing and behaving like at this event. But I did say I want to give a hat tip to certain members of the media. And by the way, I hadn't seen Boris Sanchez before from CNN. And Boris Sanchez absolutely did an incredible job with the Secretary of State of Missouri, MAGA Republican Jay Ashcroft, by just bringing the facts. Notice what Boris Ashcroft does, I mean, what Boris Sanchez does to Jay Ashcroft here over and over again. He just sticks to it. He doesn't let Jay Ashcroft go and spill out that kind of MAGA mush. It's just, give me, give me the fact. Just give me the evidence. Let me know what supports your view that President Biden engaged in an insurrection. I, I know you all say that, but but give me give me your case about why you do that. And when you press MAGA like that on data, they can't. That's why they lose in court appearance after court appearance, which I'm going to get to in a moment. Donald Trump continuing to lose, and he's going to lose before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. But play this, just this portion of this Boris Sanchez interview with the MAGA Republican Secretary of State of Missouri, Jay Ashcroft. Play this clip. In other words, you think that when the Supreme Court takes this up, they are going to side with President Trump. Is that correct? Uh, They are going to side against people being thrown off the ballot in this sort of manner. Um, the brief that I will be filing with the United, Supreme, United States Supreme Court is not going to say that President Trump is a bad person. It's not going to say that he's a good sure. person. What it's going to say is that this extrajudicial means of removing people from the ballot is catastrophic to our country if it's allowed to continue. Because if Democrats can do it, you know that Republicans will do it. And if Republicans well, will do it, then Democrats point, will do it more. To, to that point, Secretary, in order to remove President Biden from the ballot, according to your state constitution, you would need to go to court. What do you think would be your strongest no, not argument? At all. Not, not no, not at all. Not at all. Your state constitution actually Biden. states that the Secretary of State lacks authority to assess qualifications of a candidate to determine whether to place a candidate's name on a primary ballot. That's according to section sir, sir, 115.387 of your state constitution. Sir, what I'm saying is, if the Supreme Court upholds the ruling out of Colorado, and what Which happened went to court Colorado, to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot. So you, according sir, to your state constitution, listening. would need to sir, go to court. Sir, sir, let's just be clear. First of sure. all, you've already said you're not an attorney and you don't know what happened in Colorado. 
I was happy. I know to what happened in Colorado, it. sir. What I said was that I didn't read through all of the evidence specifically to be able to qualify whether there was hearsay or not. To get back to my question, you well, said that, that you would process. decide to remove Joe Biden from the ballot in your state. According to your state constitution, which I just read to you from, it says you need to go to court. I'm asking you what you think your strongest argument is. And I continue to try to answer your questions, and you continue to try to tell me stuff that just isn't true. That's and not factual, sir. You made, you made an accusation here, about me not knowing something. I'm trying to clarify it for you. You can choose here, to answer the well, question or just continue deflecting. What is the I strongest argument you would make in court to I, remove Joe Biden from the ballot? Go. Never having an answer because there there is none. And that's what I mean, Jordy. All I want is the data. Because again, when the MAGA Republicans came out and they said that they have 17 audio recordings of President Joe Biden on audio, it's a serious accusation, on audio, 17, a very specific number, right? Pretty specific number there. Engaging in bribery of foreign nations involving Hunter Biden. I'm thinking to myself, oh crap, 17, there was one audio recording. But then I find out that the MAGA Republicans are, are lying about it, all 17. It's it's just made up. It's just, it's just not true. And then you have all these front and cover, uh, New York Post and all these all this media covering this thing like it's real. And then they just move on to the next one and go, oh, there's a whistleblower who said this. And there's a whistleblower who said that. And then the whistleblower actually says nothing like that. And the whistleblower may be dead. The whistleblower doesn't exist. The whistleblower is a spy from China. I mean, trying to harm our national security. And then MAGA Republicans go, no, that's a good thing. That shows that the whistleblowers got cred, that they're a spy for China and an uh, Iranian uh, arms dealer. And that's a, and that's a, a good thing. You know, and, and, and so it's just like that. It's like, no, like, like you, you're trying to manipulate me. Just give me the real info and the real data. Let me process it. Let me form my opinion and, and, and treat me with respect. And so frequently, MAGA Republicans not only don't treat people with respect, but treat them like crap. In the document dump with Fox News, in the defamation case, oh my God, did you see how they talk about their own people? Like the Fox hosts hate their viewers. They call their viewers that. dumb and idiots. They hate their viewers. It was like everything they claim that like liberals say, they're saying, and liberals are, liberals aren't saying aren't saying that at all. Just want to reflect on a few kind of court things coming up. Um, because we're going to cover live here on the Midas Touch Network, the full DC Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, oral argument. This is Donald Trump trying to assert absolute presidential immunity. He's already got rejected by the district court who's denied his motion to dismiss the indictment. Donald Trump claims king-like authority that all of the allegations in special counsel Jack Smith's indictment constitute official acts of the presidency, Donald Trump says. He was also ranting and raving at night about this and saying how he's going to show up at this. And he goes, I will be attending the federal appeals court arguments and presidential immunity in Washington, D.C. Of course I was entitled as president of the United States and commander in chief to immunity. I wasn't camp painting. The election was long over. I was looking for voter fraud and finding it, which is my obligation to do and otherwise running our country. If I don't get immunity, then crooked Joe Biden doesn't get immunity. 
First off, President Joe Biden is not asking for immunity. Then he goes on to talk about the Afghanistan surrender as though it wasn't Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo who negotiated. There's Pompeo with the Taliban. He met with the Taliban. They invited the Taliban to Camp David and released 5,000 prisoners. And then Donald Trump bragged about it. Do we have the headline of Trump bragging about his deal with the with the Taliban? And Trump's like, I think this is a great thing, Trump goes. Trump said that 5,000 U.S. troops would leave Afghanistan by May, and he would meet Taliban leaders in the near future without specifying where. The U.S. and NATO allies have agreed to withdraw all troops. I mean, the, like we're supposed to like forget that these things happen, that, that, that Trump was the one who released. And then Trump, by the way, said what? May. But he lies about everything. Trump, instead of doing it in May, left it intentionally to dump 5,000 Taliban prisoners who he released to President Biden to try to harm our country for the benefit of Vladimir Putin. Like, that's just what happened. So let's stick to the facts, Jack, because that's what I that's what I care about. And then he goes that I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. You still claim right now that you won. You claim you won all 50 states. You're still whining in 2024 about the 2020 election. And that's not the role of the commander in chief in democracies and in our under our Constitution to be Inspector Gadget coming up with with fake theories of voter fraud that get debunked over and over and over again. That's not what the presidency does. You have no role. You're not allowed to have any role in that whatsoever, especially not to interfere with the state's process of running their own elections. Like, are you are you kidding me? And so that's Donald Trump's argument. He's immune from everything. And by the way, he filed the same types of motions in Fulton County, Georgia, but he added the new argument, the supremacy clause, and basically says that because of his power in the executive branch, states have no right to go after. It's like to go after the presidency. So not only does he claim absolute presidential immunity, but also you can never be prosecuted if you try to commit crimes in other states. That's what he's arguing for all the states rights crew for all of, for all of that. I mean, these arguments are just straight up authoritarian and fascist. And meanwhile, Donald Trump refusing to sign the loyalty oath in Illinois that all candidates sign. It's, it's a weird concept. This loyalty oath still exists. It's like a, a throwback to McCarthyism where, you have to say that you're not a communist and that you're not going to overthrow the government. And and the state of Illinois made people sign this, but everyone signs it. Joe Biden signed it. It's the easiest thing to sign. Sure, I, like Ben, I agree with you. Yeah, it's still kind of weird that that this thing is you know exists, but like okay, just sign it. You like, sign it. What do you mean you're not going you're, you're, you're you're to sign something that says I won't overthrow the government? Like what do you mean? Here's what you have to say. I fill in the blank. Do swear or affirm that I am a citizen of the United States and of the state of blank, and I am not affiliated directly or indirectly with any communist organization or any communist front organizations or any foreign political agency, party, organization, or government which advocates the overthrow of the constitutional government by force or other means not permitted under the constitution of the United States or the constitution of the state that I do not directly or indirectly teach or advocate the overthrow of the government of the United States or this state or any unlawful change in the form of government thereof by force or any unlawful means. 
That's what Donald Trump's refusing to sign. And also in all of his papers on the issue of disqualification, 14th Amendment, Section 3, he's arguing that he never took an oath to support the United States Constitution. What I'm showing you right here on the screen for those that are watching, and I'll just read it for our audio listeners. This is what Donald Trump says in his legal brief to the Colorado Supreme Court, which is incorporated by reference in his argument to the United States Supreme Court. It says, Donald Trump did not take an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, and therefore the 14th Amendment, Section 3, does not apply to him. That's Donald Trump in his own words. And that's, that's what, could, could, again, could you ever imagine that this is where we'd be as a country? And finally, that brings us to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals argument that we will have live here on the Midas Touch Network. Um, their audio is available from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. We'll be covering that early in the morning. Um, it is 9.30 uh, a.m. oral argument um, East Coast, so 6.30 Pacific. Um, you can catch that live here at the Midas Touch uh, Network. Um, and I'm excited. The question is going to be how badly is Donald Trump going to lose that because his arguments are truly pathetic and horrific. And I think uh, I wonder what the D.C. Circuit's going to think about Donald Trump citing himself in his brief as precedent instead of case law. But we'll be bringing that live to you uh, there. Look, a lot of great things going on as we head into the, the 2024 as we head further into January. It is so important that we hear as the Midas mighty, as this incredible, hardworking, compassionate, pro-democracy loving community band together and get out the word. I truly believe that the Midas Touch community is going to be one of the major difference makers. I already see with other media, they're starting to do the compare and contrast videos because they see how the following here is growing so rapidly as a result of, of just being unapologetically pro-democracy. And as I say, I welcome that type of competition. Come on over. Let's compete on pro-democracy messaging and who could be the best pro-democracy messenger. But enough with the both sides-ism crap. That needs to go. And I am heartened when I see a lot more stuff out there that's, I'm like, that looks like Midas. That looks like, wait a minute, that looks like Midas. So that's great to see. Share these videos. Share Midas Touch Network. Make sure you hit subscribe. If you want to help support this network, we don't have outside investors here. So one of the best ways that you can help grow this, in addition to buying the emojis and the memberships for people and supporting our pro-democracy sponsor, shout out to them, descriptions, uh, links in the descriptions below. By becoming a member of our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch, that helps uh, financially support the growth of this independent media platform. We can expand things like MidasTouch.com and other areas of operations, which you can see growing each and every day. Once again, that's patreon.com slash MidasTouch. Thank you everybody for watching. We are so thankful and so grateful for the incredible Midas Mighty community. Thank you so much. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.